Hi, and welcome to the Quick and Dirty Romance Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Sky McDonald, author of the Auntie Bell series. And I'm Sarah Smith, author of Faker. And today, before we go any further, we are thrilled to announce that Quick and Dirty Romance is now part of the Frolic Network. So for all y'all who love romance like we do, you need to check out the Frolic Podcast Network. They include shows that feature book club-style discussions, author interviews, comedy, critique, so many fantastic conversations. We are so pumped to be part of such a great team. Now, as you know, here on Quick and Dirty Romance, we dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author. We'll talk writing inspiration, give you the inside scoop about the publishing world, chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes, and more. And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less. But we promise to leave you satisfied. So if you haven't read our books, be sure to check them out after you listen to this podcast and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes. And it's no secret that one of the things we love best is talking about our books. And well, Sky has a new book coming out tomorrow, April 28th. And this is the third book in her Antibel series. And this episode is going to give you a taste of what her new book, Nemesis, is about. So Sky, congratulations Yay. on your third book. I'm, I'm so excited for you. Thank you. I am so excited too. I'm grinning talking to you about this. I'm just like so pumped about all of these new things. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, and Sarah, thank you uh, for being so gracious as to let Nemesis take center stage on our podcast today. Um, but yeah, of course, I'm so excited. And I guess that's why we're here to talk about what we do. So we're going to talk about it a little because third book's birthday is tomorrow. That's April 28th. Um, so yeah, uh, we're going to give you guys a little bit of the inside on all of that. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Sarah, you've read it. Um, where should we start? Okay, so I just, well, first of all, I just want to say, like, I absolutely love Nemesis. I um, live is who this book is about, obviously. It's her story. And if you guys have read Not Suitable for Work and Off the Record, you know Liv because she was a side character in both of those books, which are also amazing. If you haven't read them, you need to read them right now. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but so I think, so I just want to say like, as much as I loved Liv in this book, I didn't really like her when I first met her and not suitable for work because <laughs> she was kind <laughs> of mean to Celeste and I love Celeste. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess like, I don't know, she had kind of a difficult personality as some would say in that book. Um, but I think, but like, when you get to know her, it's totally like, it's why it makes her like a total badass. So I don't mm -hmm. know. But I feel like not everybody is crazy about like a female main character who's strong and doesn't take shit, which like Liv absolutely does not take shit. And I love that. Yeah. She so I don't know, like, do you want to start off like talking about her as, I don't know, a quote unquote difficult female character personality? <laughs> Well, sure, we can definitely start there because that's kind of, if for everyone who has read the first two books, that's where you're going to lead with. In fact, I know some people, several people have, have reached out to me and been like, Liv? Her? I don't, I don't like her. And I'm like, just wait for it. You're going to love her, I think. I hope. Because, yeah, she's a difficult, she's antagonistic to Celeste. She's definitely not an antagonist, but she's she comes on strong with Celeste with a lot of attitude as 
um, Ben's ex-girlfriend uh, and one of his dearest friends. And then she comes on even stronger to Melody in book two uh, with a lot of heat for Mel uh, when they first meet. And so your opening um, introductions to this character are, yeah, they're not the most positive. And I've had uh, very few people be like, oh, wow, yeah, I really, I love her. Because pe- most people are like, no, she's mean. It's like, just wait for it. We're going to get there. Um <laughs> But that's part of like why I love her book so much because it really lets you see her and see how great she actually is, like you said. Um, yeah, there's like two sort of branches on that. And the first one would be the sort of overarching, the idea of a difficult personality. And the other one would be like where she came from at all. Um, but yeah, that difficult personality thing is a really interesting one because as I was going through and editing this and getting it ready... Um, a lot of people were, or some of my uh, critique partners who are fantastic and, and gave me so much to think about. So like, it, it's absolutely not a criticism of them. But I did have some reactions of like, yeah, I still don't like her. I don't understand why she is this way. And that was a challenge for me in terms of editing, because I wanted to make sure people were able to reach her. And to me, she is just a bold personality and I know people who are just bold personalities and I feel like however you are is how you are and so it was a challenge to make sure I put in in terms of revision enough of a backstory without going heavy on a backstory to explain how growing up she was sort of encouraged to be bold and stand up and da 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 uh, so that you got the bigger picture of someone who was fiercely loyal and incredibly sweet, but also had no problem um, throwing shade uh, whenever she felt it was appropriate. But the other thing about Liv is that she's also, at the beginning of this book, and especially in the first two books, she's quite a bit immature. Um, and part of what I love most about her story is watching her grow into her personality and grow into being a bold, strong, badass woman as opposed to a smart mouth um, and how that can morph and it becomes really stylized. And there's Winston barking in the background. Um, (laughs) But yeah. And so that was an interesting thing because I don't, all of my ladies are bold. All of my ladies are strong. And that's the kind of character I want to read about because even bold and strong is very vulnerable. And I, I, I think it's a, I like to see a, a character say what she means and mean what she says so she was a, a great one, but she was also an interesting character to make sure I found that balance so she could be appealing to people who are very much on the other end of that spectrum in terms of, like, uh, likability for her. I wanted to make sure she was likable enough. That was definitely a thing. That That's so – okay, so, just, like, I've been nodding along this <laughs> whole time, like, to what you've been saying because I totally agree with you. But, like, that likability thing that you say – that, and I mean, I guess I have to fully admit that, like, I didn't like Liv when I first met her and not suitable for work because she was mean to Celeste, you know, mm-hmm. like, that wasn't my, I don't like it when people are mean to other people that they don't know. But like, you understand as the story goes on, like, why that happens, why they have that interaction. So it makes total sense. But like, I, that whole likability thing always used to, re- and it still kind of does, like, when people kind of like hate on a female main character for being like unlikable and not because they're actually unlikable, but because like they just don't take shit. Like they're not doormats. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and like Liv is absolutely not a doormat. And I love that mm-hmm. about her. And 
not that your other female main characters in your previous books, Celeste and Melody, they're not doormats at all. They had just, I feel like they were different because they had been through a lot of really difficult things, which Liv has too, but like Celeste and Melody just kind of like quietly took it for a while before Mm -hmm. kind of like found their strength to stand up for themselves, which was amazing. It was incredible. And I wanted to get up and cheer for them when I read their parts, those parts in their books. Mm -hmm. But like Liv just like never, like she never has to just be like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm just not going to take it because she never takes it. And I feel like, and I don't mean to go off on this because I feel like (laughs) I'm going off on this. But I just feel like people, like readers specifically, Mm -hmm. don't mind when like the male lead is unlikable because like he's broody or like, you know, he's just grumpy on the outside and you just got to get to know him. And then he's a big softy on the mm-hmm. inside. They, they let like the male leads in a romance be difficult and they still like them. And there's mm-hmm. much like, like they don't give a female main character as much leeway when she's just like standing up for herself. She's not even unlikable. She's just like not taking people's shit all day, every day. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, like we're we're all for the alpha male kind of thing. Well, we as in like the romance, like that's a, I mean to say that's a very popular trope. This sort of brooding alpha, angry male, even yeah. um, that you kind of have to get under their skin to see them, and then you know sometimes they're super sweet, like Tate, um, who's not an alpha. I don't like kind of an alpha, but like he's definitely grumpy at the beginning, but like he's underneath super sweet. Some of them aren't. Some of them are just, you know, not. But there's a lot more of, like, acceptance of that, especially if it comes with, like, money or, you know, some sort of status kind of thing. And in the, I mean, in the romance genre, of course. I mean, in the romance genre. But, like, it's sort of like that package of, like, the billionaire alpha grump is, Mm -hmm. like, super accepted. And yet... Like you said, I mean, ladies being boss ladies, it can be it can be like, oh, she's coming on too strong or oh, why is she so mean? And it's like she's not mean. She's just doing what she needs to do. Um, but also to just trying to find that balance because and it's an interesting thing you bring up because with um, Li- Olivia's love interest, Will, um, you know, in early iterations, he was just kind of like gloomy and like rough and or not rough, but like harsh and it was hard to understand why he felt that way. And so one of the things over the course of editing and bringing actually bringing his voice into it, because I didn't initially make this a dual POV. Uh, I was just kind of like when I first drafted, it was just live. But like being able to bring in his voice and his side of things. And I think it really did soften him because you then see in him why he's so reserved. And like he even laughs at himself. She says something at one point about him being the picture of self-confidence. And he literally like laughs at her. He's like, how do you not see it? And what he's meaning is like, how do you not see that I'm actually like super insecure about everything and I overanalyze everything and I've loved you forever. So (laughs) there's that whole like depth of character. And, you know, that's one of the things with my books that I'm always like, I want people to, it's like, just go with it for a little while. I promise, I promise you're going to see it um, because the characters really will reveal like their humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely, uh, it's an interesting thing that you say, like the standards that we hold for our female main characters versus the ones that we allow in our, and our men. Um, yeah. I think it's a really interesting thing to think about. Um, 
And, you know, it's funny because you, you brought up uh, the way that Liv came to play in the in the first two books in the way it's just like, oh, gosh. And some people have been very surprised that she's even a story because she is in those books, both just so like, oh, her. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the funny thing about the inspiration for her. Um She's not based on a person I know or anything like that, although I do definitely know big, bold personalities who don't mind speaking their mind. Um, But it was funny the way she came to be. So she initially had a different name even, and she was a very flat, static character, and she was just a jerk. But somewhere in writing um, Off the Record, which was not its original name either, but as, as I was writing Off the Record... And I was working with her because, of course, in that story, she has this weird dynamic with Nick, uh, which plays out in Why She's So Mean to Mel. Um, And by the way, if you haven't read the books, you really should. Uh, Nemesis is a standalone book, and you can read it on its own. But I do think that you will get a lot more of, like, the richness of the world if you have read books one and two. So, you know, you have time. But anyway, um, yeah, the inspiration came to me in the middle of writing off the record. And so uh, that was one of those funny things as a writer. I was like, oh, God, I've got to write this. So (laughs) I stopped writing off the record for just like an afternoon and just drafted up the first scene um, because I had this specific scene in my mind with Liv. And um, I just it was like, I've got to write this down. I don't even know where this is going to. I don't know what her story is going to be at this point. But like I could just see her. And it was like she needs she needs a story and because I had this image in my mind. So if it's all right, Sarah, I'm going to read the like a little bit of the first scene that I ever wrote of this book. Is that yes. cool? Okay. Please do. Oh my God. And by the way, that's like a freaking awesome inspiration story. Well, <laughs> it's just the way the writer's brain works, you know, and it was almost driving me crazy because then I wanted to like figure out her story, but I was like, no, Nick and Mel, just stay on Nick and Mel. So <laughs> it's, it is what it is. But um, so in the book, if you have heard the teaser, um, the whole setup is that uh, Liv, Olivia lives with her brother and his daughter, and they um, are having a house guest for the summer because her brother's best friend uh, needs a place to stay while his apartment is renovated. So Will, Olivia's nemesis, is staying in her house. So this was the first scene that I ever wrote, and it's about on page 70 of the book as it all plays out. Um, Liv had been having a bad day. Uh, this was actually just happened. This happens like the Monday after she has that showdown with, uh, Mel, uh, if you've read book two. Um, let's see. I hurried off to work already looking forward to an empty house later with Tom out. I could run a bath, play music as loud as I wanted, walk around naked and eat takeout in front of the TV. The obvious foil to my plans didn't occur to me. The shadows were long when I lugged two armfuls of groceries through the back door. I staggered through the living room and into the kitchen, only to find Will at the table, sipping a glass of whiskey. What the hell? I gasped, my adrenaline spiked from the surprise. Why are you sitting in the dark? It's not dark yet. That snark reply was enough to turn adrenaline to ire with everything else weighing on me. No apology, no offer to help with the bags, no sweetness from Liv. Bullshit. I take it our recent bouts of civility are over, huh? Civility? You mean how we've been able to occupy the same space without tearing each other's hair out? Yeah, it's been a real love fest, hasn't it? I rolled my eyes. Creep. Brat, he whispered into his glass. What was that? I slammed the the coffee canister on the counter so hard the cupboard door popped open. I banged it shut. Making noise seemed a good way to get my mood across, but Will didn't reply. 
Don't you have anything to do tonight? He reached for the bottle. Sorry I don't have a club to hit. Just a friend to party with. Or God, what is your problem? I threw my hands in the air. You are. He, his chair scraped the linoleum as he jumped to his feet, all the casual disinterest gone. You act so rude and self-centered, it's absurd. I had to step back when he loomed over me. My voice was strong, though, when I sucked in a quick breath and said, What are you talking about? I am not. Oh, no, you started with me before you were even through that door. Didn't bother to say hello or consider I just got off work, too. You go through a life on a whim. Just look at you, a grown woman with pink hair. When are you going to wake up? A volcano erupted in my chest. You better back off before I smack the shit out of you. See, even that, all talk. If you want to smack me, don't talk about it. Do it. You have permission. Before I realized what, was, what I was doing, my palm cracked across his left cheek so hard it stung me. Will's head snapped to the right, absorbing the blow, the outline of my fingers already visible. I trembled with anger and more than a little remorse when his eyes locked back on me. His lips curled into a snarl. Fuck. I didn't see, think you had it in you. Fuck you. Did that make you feel better? You're a douchebag. Not what I asked. I asked if you liked it. I lift my chin. Damn right I liked it. Been a long time coming. Then do it again. I dare you. Why? I sneered. Does it get you off? I blinked. In that instant, his face was an inch from mine. His breath warmed my cheek as he said slowly, You're goddamn right it does. <gasps> That's it. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. That was okay. So, like, I read this, obviously. I read this. I beta read this for you. And I still, like, I, when I'm listening to you read it, it's, like, still amazing. And I'm, like, cupping my hand over my mouth. I'm gasping. And I'm trying not to do it audibly because I don't want it to, like, ruin the the narration but oh my god I love that part it's so good it's so thank good. you um that line do it again I dare you that whole little bit at the very end is probably my favorite thing I've ever written just as a spoiler I just I don't know there's something about it I just it's so intense I'm like oh I love it uh, <laughs> it's amazing but, it's like intense and like mm-hmm. there's so much tension and build up and like dislike but like like obviously their attraction is like so clear at this you know what I mean like it's so obvious (laughs) I that that scene was really fun it was really fun the first time I wrote it obviously it's been revised since then um but yeah it was um it I don't know it was just a fun thing and like I said I just wrote it one afternoon I had to leave it alone for like several months while I finished the other one but and it appears on page like 70 of the book but yeah that was that was where Li- Olivia started to get her own situation going. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> and and they are super intense, you know. And like just to keep this convo moving, like this book is honestly this book is intense. You have two very strong, bold characters. Um, I mean, the book is named Nemesis. You know, there's a certain amount, but they're also super, super sweet, and both of them like adore each other because it's a romance, and it's supposed to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole book itself, you know, we've been talking about Liv as a strong personality. We've been talking about characters who go through a lot. Um, I will, I, I do want to bring up, and I'm not sure how much time we have left, Sarah, but uh, I do want to yeah. bring up. The, yeah, you got time. Uh, okay, yeah. cool. On the opening pages of the book, uh, I've given you an author's note, which is that this book contains uh, profanity, as you just found out, whiskey drinking and steamy scenes aplenty, you know, the good stuff. It also contains a male-female fight scene that may be intense for sensitive readers. As ever, this is a work of fiction, and I want my darlings to read at their discretion. Um, So, yeah, I I have actually included a little bit of a a heads up. Um, This book is intense, and... Um, Olivia has to 
go through some things that, you know, it's, it's maybe a little bit outside of the normal romance tropes. It's a little bit darker. Um, not too dark, guys. Don't be scared. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, it, it's not, you know, it's, it's not a Quentin Tarantino book. Um, <laughs> it's definitely nothing of that sort. But it, it gets intense in the climactic scene. Um, and not with Will. I'll also tell you that in case you don't want to hate your main character. But, um, yeah. So, I don't know. It was interesting because I've never had to put any sort of like disclaimer like that, but I did think it was appropriate to do. So that was kind of an interesting outlier for me. And, you know, Sarah, you and I talked a lot about that as I was debating about whether or not to do that. Yeah. I, and I think you totally did the right thing because I do, I mean, it's unfortunate, but there are a lot of, you know, really negative experiences that a person can have in their life, unfortunately. And I mean, as a writer, especially of romance, we, I like to think that we go into the whole, you know, situation of writing a story or writing a book to make people happy. Mm-hmm. And I like the last thing I would want to do is, you know, include something that would really hurt someone's feelings or bring them back to a time where they were very like traumatized or um, bothered by something. So I, I think, you know, content warnings are really important. Um, you know, obviously you can't anticipate every single thing that could, you know, bother every single person who could possibly read your book like that's not possible but I think there are some pretty universal things that you know would bother you know not everybody but like it could bother somebody so you just want to give people a heads up like you said and like you said this isn't like like your book is amazing it's empowering it's beautiful it's steamy it's funny um like it's it's a romance you know Mm -hmm. feel good by on the last page it's an amazing happily ever after and I was Mm. I was like super smiley and happy at the end but yeah like you know there's an experience or there's an event in there that like you know you just want to give people a heads up about not because it's gratuitous or explicit or anything like that but just because you know if you've had an issue with violence or something in the past or you just don't like reading something like that that's totally fine it's I think it's the responsible thing to do is to, um, you know, give people an appropriate heads up when you can. You can't anticipate every single thing, obviously, but you can for for an instance like this, I think. Yeah, because, you know, we read romance to escape and we read romance for the for the delight of it. And this is a romance. And, <laughs> you know, definitely um, the scene is, you know, like I said, it, it's a it's a bit of a climactic scene. That it features a good bit of aggression and uh, not sexual aggression, but, uh, well, aggression. I don't want to spoil anything for you, darlings. I don't want to spoil anything for you. But, um, you know, just to know that it, it can it gets a little bit intense. And, you know, some people don't want their romance to be intense. Some people want absolutely light fluff. And I completely respect and love a good light fluff. But this one is, you know, uh, it features a lot of character development, as all my books do. And, yeah, I was just, I was glad to be able to give that little gentle warning. Because, you know, I do think that there is, like, I, I think that it's an appropriate thing to do, but I definitely don't want people to think like, oh God, what's this book about? Like, no, no, no. It, it's it's nothing, nothing like that. But I do want people to have the option and to think about it because yeah, our, our genre generally is about like lighthearted escape for the most part. Um, but you know, it can be real. And like the, the romance genre, that's one of the beautiful things. It's one of the reasons I'm so bloody proud to be a romance novelist because our genre is so wide reaching and it deals with so many both fantastical and real life issues that 
we can have characters who feature a whole lot of growth, and then we can have a fun alpha billionaire where we just get lost in the whole fantasy of that for a little while. And, you know, I think that's one of the most awesome things and one of the most empowering things about our genre is that our authors, those of us who write in this in Romance Landia, make it what we want. And as the readers, you all have a wonderful variety of things to be able to pick and choose from. And I do hope that you will pick and choose from our books, Sarah, uh, yours and mine, um, because you have quite a bit of new content coming out soon. But, um, oh, sorry, there's Winston. Um, he's very excited about the new content we've got coming out, trust me. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, so this is the third in the series, and it, it definitely is a good, fun read. Liv, Liv is funny to me. She's, she's very funny. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was a thing that I felt like was appropriate to put on. And, again, it, it's, it's nothing that, like, I, I certainly, you know, if, if, you're, if you're pretty good constitution of it, I think it's okay. But I completely respect if you need to skip over a couple pages. Um, but I do hope that you will check out this book um, because I'll be honest with you, this is my first um, book in a while. Um, well, not exactly to publish, but to go through and to like really, I've, I've done a lot of editing on my own and my beta readers such as you, Sarah, and then also, gosh, so many to name, Lauren and Lily and Jess and just all the people and Brooke and Molly who both gave me some great critique from the opening or from the early reads. Uh, Y'all really helped make this what it is. And honestly, I, I, I don't want to say this, but this might be my favorite one. Um, you know, we're not supposed to say that because we love all our children equally, but I have always loved Liv because she's so difficult and I love her story. And I love to see how she steps into her power and becomes this beautiful character who then of course you see her in the subsequent novels that will also come out because she, she plays a pretty big role in the next two books actually. Um, as a side character, of course. So yeah, it's fun. That, that is exciting to hear. I think, um, and I just, I just want to say again, as if I didn't say it enough already in this episode, but I absolutely love Nem Nemesis. I love Liv. I love her story. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that you have a favorite. Hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that you love your other books any less. It just means <laughs> that there's, you know, it's probably there's something different about this book that appeals to you that the other two books you know, don't have, but you love the other two books in different ways too. So that's okay. I do. I do. Um, my relationship with not suitable for work is an interesting one. It's, you know, the oldest child. Um, <laughs> but, um, and then I, I did have tons and tons of fun writing the ending of the way uh, off the record ended. I mean, I loved off the record. I loved everything about it, but the, the ending of that was particularly fun to write. But this one, yeah, it's it's got, I feel like, you know, as, as my third book, I'd kind of hit a stride there with what mm -hmm. I'd wanted to do. And I just feel like her story is a really cool story. I think it's very cool. Um, and then of course I will be excited to chat on about other books in the series, but I'm gonna say right now, I'm going on the record. There's not gonna be another Auntie Bell book coming out anytime soon because I've got so much more I want to be working on um maybe towards the end of the year although when you buy the book you do get a blurb about Megan um at the end of the book so make sure to check that out because it's there it's written I just have to go through the process of getting it published um but yeah so for now we're going to hold with this trilogy of the Auntie Bell series while I work on some other exciting projects and content for everybody 
Um, but yeah, so I'm super excited. Oh, and I did want to say one more thing, although I think it's about time to wrap up today. Um, and I'm going to be posting this on Instagram today. Today is Monday, April 27th. And, um, I'm going to be posting the soundtrack for this book because I love it. I love it. Um, the song Black Widow is super important by Iggy Azalea. Uh, <laughs> Literally I've listened to that song like 14 times on loop as I wrote the climactic scene. And then also the love song in this book is Cover Me Up by Jason Isbell because that's one of my favorite songs ever. So I'll be putting up the playlist on Instagram today. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. Um, but as always with a Nashville-based book, you got to have the soundtrack. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm so, okay. Sorry. I just wanted to say I'm so excited. <laughs> You're excited. I'm exploding yeah. over here. I am so excited. I'm excited for this. I'm excited to talk about your book that's coming out in June, and we're going to be featuring that pretty soon. But we've got so much more to do. I've got to shout out Avery Kingston because her work on the cover is, as always, amazing. So, with all of that, whew, that was great for me. Was it good for you, Sarah? Hell yeah, it was good for me. Thank you all so much for listening. So if you like what you hear, please, please, please leave us a review on your on iTunes or wherever you listen to our podcast. And if you haven't already read our books, be sure to check them out. They are Not Suitable for Work and Off the Record and Nemesis by me, Sky McDonald, and Faker by Sarah Smith. You can find us on Twitter as Quick and Dirty Rom and on Instagram as Quick and Dirty Romance. And you can also find me in Twitter on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook actually at Writer Sky McD. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram also. I'm at author Sarah S. We love hearing from you guys, so please reach out and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes. And Quick and Dirty Romance is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcast. Thanks again for listening, guys. Take care. Bye.